Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the program. And joining us this week for week five of the College Football Challenge. Tater. Yeah. Football. Football. What's your interpretation of college rule for a forward pass? Um, what do you mean? Forward, a forward pass for college football? Now I'm talking about the Kentucky game. Oh, Mr. Kentucky? At the end there uh, with the quarterback. They called it a trip on a fumble and a Yeah. I would agree that that was a that was a fumble. However, uh, I think it's always been it's always been finicky when it's coming out of the quarterback's hands. I think you gotta you gotta really look at it. And I think replay has changed that, you know. Uh, I don't think if they looked at it, the rules changed or language on the NCWA website. They don't read it. I don't think his hand was coming forward. I don't think any of that was happening. That's the rule. If he's do if he's in this motion, yeah. then it's considered a forward pass. When team A player so. quarterback would that in this Go instance ahead. is holding the ball to pass it in a forward towards the neutral zone, any intent uh-huh. any intentional forward movement of his hand or arm with the ball Firmly in his control starts the forward pass. At what point? But 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 what I'm saying is, is what point does? Okay, that's very vague. Is the problem because because he was throwing the ball because the shoulder was snapping forward. Oh, Uh are we getting a visual? (laughs) Down here, because I think he lost it like right here. Yeah, he's back here. At what point? this forward here no i wouldn't say so i would say from your shoulder forward you know what i mean you had to be in the motion of a forward pass in my mind not just bringing it up you had to be uh, either a shuffle pass or because here's the deal here's what a lot of a lot of quarterbacks do and it says They're, they're here they come back got the ball down here ready to pass up here. Yeah. Team B player, which would be defense, contacts right. the passer or ball after movement begins. Ball leaves the player's hand. It should be ruled as in, incomplete pass. But we've I, seen where a, a quarterback has been up here like uh like Brady that Lyle time. said, you're yeah. up here. And when he goes back to pass a defensive player knocks it out of his hands. It's not a forward pass. It's a fumble. Well, yeah, I think, I think there's an issue with the way the rule is written, not necessarily the way the rule is interpreted. I think, there, I think, I think people are interpreting it the correct way. I think the rule itself needs to be rewritten. Well, I thought they changed it or that I might be getting NFL intertwined here that you can't hit the passer's arm like that during the throwing motion without it being roughing the passer. I thought that was fair game. I thought his entire body was fair game. You just couldn't spear him. I think they need to, I think they need to come together with college and NFL rules in this instance and just make it one thing. I heard some announcers talking about that over the weekend. They Wait need to just because the so, rules aren't the same. It's not the same. It's different for college and NFL. 
Yeah. For forward pass? Big, well, well, some some of this on, stuff, yeah. Yeah, based on what roughing the passer is and what, what may or may not oh. be a fumble. Oh. Okay. Because and it's the same it's the same thing uh because in college football you can't advance an onside kick if you recover. Where in the NFL you can. There's a lot of goofy rules that need to be they need to just make them the same. Right. So onside kick, if it's kicked in college, as soon as you touch it, the ball's downed if you're the if you're the offense. And in NFL, if you you can pick it up and fucking haul ass. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Okay. That's and the, the same with like being down in, in college. If you hit the ground, you're down. Doesn't matter if somebody touches you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's 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 dude. This is oh my god. <laughs> this is why this is why football rules drive me nuts, right? Why is it that the clock play is not intentional grounding? You what? Oh yeah, when they throw it when they spike the ball. Yeah, when they spike the ball, why is that not intentional grounding? You're not throwing it in the vicinity of a wide receiver, and you're not outside the tackle box. Oh, that's a good. That's point. a very that's a very good point. I don't know why. I guess because it's an intentional play. They know that's what you're doing. You're not trying to throw it to anybody right off the rip. It's not like you were looking around and then went, "Oh, fuck it," and then spiked it. It was boom, spike, spiked it. Also, why can the placeholder? on a uh, field goal, why can the placeholder get up from a knee in college football? It's written in the rules. Well, yeah, well, (laughs) technically he's down, though. As soon as he catches the ball, he's down. Yeah. But the placeholder is the only exception to that rule. I saw that today. It was funny you bring that that up. I was reading that. crazy. Why is that that the exception? uh, Yeah. Because he has to be in that position as the placeholder. I, yeah, I, I get it, but I'm just saying, like, come on. It's, it's like we were talking me and earlier. Stetson, me, and, me and Stetson Bidnick going to have a problem after last night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we were talking earlier before we went live. It's like the, the lack of targeting calls in the booth, not in like the Kentucky game was one. What was it? The yeah. Mizzou yeah. game. That dude dropped his helmet, crowned head first, right in the, in the ears hole. Was it the... Was it the Mizzou game or the Kentucky game that the quarterback he got hit and then he got hit again and he got spun around? Uh, was it- there was a Blanton one in the Kentucky game. I want to say it was another one in the Georgia game that Missouri okay. did. I, I may have the second one, but Kentucky had one late. It was definite helmet to helmet. Yeah, that it should have been stopped and by the yeah, I, rem- I remember that one. And, and because yeah. Announcers were saying in several of the games, and they at the booth actually uh, called one in on a on a different game, separate from these yeah. two, and they injected that guy. I mean, if you're going to have the rule to protect the damn college kids, at least enforce it. Well, they had the you know they have the rules analysts that they have on like standby, I guess. Yeah. For the game, mm-hmm. and he he came over. And I want to say it was the Kentucky Ole Miss game. It might have been a different one, but I think it was that one. And he was like, yeah, I would have called that. Yeah. Yeah, he's an old NFL referee. He's, he's pretty sharp on his rules. Yeah, Matt. I think his name is Matt Austin. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's sharp, dude. Um, I don't remember exactly which one it was in the Georgia game. There were some – there were se- – <laughs> oh, boy. There well, were several a, calls. That was a rough game. 
Yeah, it was rough, but at the same time, you know, I think it went both ways. I think it worked against Missouri for the most part, and it you know it worked against Georgia too. But there were three missed calls on that first when they were down. What was it, nineteen to twelve, or maybe twenty-two to twelve, and they scored that touchdown in the third quarter. Georgia did. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, there were three miss three missed calls on in the red zone on that drive two holding and on the touchdown play there was a false start that they missed i I was really surprised georgia was getting blown off the line in the first three quarters i was surprised by that i saw no football games i wasn't i was what i was surprised by was was the lack of refereeing i thought if you're going to let them play, then let them play. If you're not going to let them play, then let them. That's the problem with it is, is, is sometimes they let them play for a half and then. And they crack it they down. Yeah. yeah. And it don't make no sense. Yeah. And it can really influence the outcome of a game. Yeah. I see your point. Yeah, yeah it did. I was oh, you wanted Georgia to lose. I was mad at Missouri too because they had opportunities and they did not take advantage of it. And yeah. they may not have been equipped to Georgia. Don't get me wrong, Georgia's a good team, man. They're they are gonna be a good team from here until now, you know, to the end of eternity. As long as Kirby Smart is there, they are gonna have a well coached, very talented, very well sound football team. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Uh and I give him that. He's a great coach. Oh, the I, other know. one was the Texas A and M game. I think they didn't call targeting. That that's the one. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, I it, think. I mean, he, he, co- he dropped his helmet and nailed uh, old dude, and they nothing. He, well, he got hit like the quarterback. I want to say it was the quarterback or the runner. He was coming this way, and he gets he gets hit this way. So he gets hit like this, and then another guy comes over the top of him. And hits him in the head. So he was already spinning, and then somebody else hit him. And yeah, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. That should that yeah. one definitely should have been a targeting call. Now, now he was, at that this. point, he's defenseless. College rules. What's what's rough in the passer? Because in I don't know. I don't. In the know one anymore. game, the quarterback got taken down. It was basically a clothesline. I think I know what game you're talking about. I mean, like that, a full-on Dick Buckus. Oh yeah, no, the guy was yeah. a fucking defensive end, fucking clothesline old dude, and sh- literally shoulder slammed him in the ground with a no call. How's that not roughing the passer? I mean, you're not. I don't know, man. I mean, did he still have the ball? I don't even remember. Poor fella, I felt sorry um, for him. I think I think he was half-assed, still getting blocked by the uh, right tackle. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what roughing the passer is anymore because if they're throwing the ball and you you hit them in the legs, it's roughing. Ah, fuck if I know, man. They've uh, they've blurred the lines so bad. Nobody really knows. I mean, the kids are half. I know the defense is pretty much just praying they don't get called every time they hit somebody at this point. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, they, you see what happened yeah. to Tua. I mean, he got slung down and concussed because of the way the rules are. Yeah. You think about it, because the guy grabbed him the only way he can grab him without getting a foul, which is around the waist, and he just slung him. And they just fired that doctor. For t- uh, You're talking about Miami, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, the, uh, they let him go back or something. I don't know, but um, whatever call that doctor made, they fired him because he was wrong. Well, did he, you see? Did you see the play from the week before? No. So he gets sacked, or he did. I don't think he got sacked, but he got hit, thrown on the ground. He, you know, kind of wobbles up, and then he takes two or three steps. And falls on the ground. Oh, no shit. So it was yeah. obvious. He was yeah. fucked up. He was fucked up then. Okay. And he shouldn't have been playing the next week. Maybe that's why they fired the doctor, because they let him play. They said they let him play when he was clearly concussed. Yeah. Yeah, that was the previous week. And then okay. they let him play, and then he got jacked up even worse the following week. Well, you <laughs> yeah. saw that damn... Uh, Tua is that his name? Yeah, Tua Tua Tagovailoa. In the Georgia game, when Washington, I believe that's his name, the tight end. Mm-hmm. Have you paid attention to him, Smitty? No. Six seven two seventy. You see that DB bounce five yards off of him? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that looked like a grown man and a boy had a collision down there. <laughs> this guy hit him at full speed, Smitty. I'm telling. On a hurdle. It was like it was like watching him watch off, like bounce off of a uh uh like it was a um like it was rubber man I mean he just boing like he went the hurdle yeah you got to find that replay he's like he went the hurdle the this dude hurdled this kid and clipped him with his knee on the way over and then uh-huh. that boy looked like a bowling pin. Oh, it was rough. It was pretty bad. But, I mean, even the announcer was like, damn, he knocked the safety back five yards. And the safety <laughs> delivered the hit. <laughs> Ouch. But, yeah, he's a grown-ass man. Yeah. Six, seven, six, seven and a half. 270. Three, 270? They're, yeah. they're calling 270. He looks 325. Yeah, he looks like he's about 300. What well, lineman these yeah. days, what, they probably average 6'5". Well, Jesus, at, some boys are ridiculous. Well, your average right and left tackle are six five and above. Are you shitting me? That's the average. Average. Are you guards, sure? Guards are typically shorter. Centers are typically a little bit shorter than that. Yeah, they're like a fire plug. Yeah, and dad, like a brick shit. Pops yeah. played center. We have on Florida's football team. Uh, one of our tackles is six seven and a half, three seventy five. He might be like 6'6". Six, six. I think what surprises me the most about those numbers is the speed at which those guys can fucking run because most of them boys are still running under a five-second 40 at 375. How the fuck are you? Someone said, was it Washington? Oh, yeah, they fast. said runs a 4.5 or a 4.6 at that size. I'd that say 4.6, yeah. Something like that. But still, a sub-five-second 40 That's a at that size? It's Imagine booted. 375 pounds coming at you that goddamn fast. That's, That's a lot of weight. That's a car accident about to hit you. This is Smitty from Prime Cohesion. want to congratulate the Braves on their fifth consecutive National League East championship. Montez... <laughs> What was his name? Montez Sweat a couple years ago. He, he I think he set the record. He was uh I want to say he's over six foot, over three hundred pounds, ran a sub four four, 
That boy was sub four. Yeah, sub four four. Four four is like always been the mark for speed. Right. right? You right. can run a four four. You're fast as fuck. Yeah. Wait. If you run a four four four, you're hauling ass with a load. <laughs> yeah. That, that's impressive. It looked yeah. like Alabama took the number one slot this week. Well, obviously. they sh- rightfully fucking so with uh, Georgia's performance against yeah. Mizzou. I don't know if it's because they just thought they were going to have an easy time with it because Mizzou's not ranked. But what happened when I look when I logged in to go look at scores? Uh, UGA was losing sixteen to three. I was like, yeah. "Holy shit!" And it was like second, the end of the second quarter. I was like, oh, fuck. I think this was the first time since 2019, someone said, that we haven't scored a touchdown in the first half of a football game. What the Maybe. hell happened? I didn't watch the game, so. They were getting knocked yeah. off the ball. It's like they didn't show up to play. I, I don't know. Kind of yeah, reminded me they, of the Falcons. Uh, they, uh, Mizzou showed up with a good game plan. They put pressure on Stetson Bennett early. They were able to get in there, and they were able to pressure him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were able to force him into some bad throws. They were able to make him fumble the ball on one occasion. But uh, the offensive line wasn't doing their job. Yeah, they were getting yeah. pushed off the ball, but they had some heavy. They normally had seven to nine guys in the box. Yeah, they were. They were, they were banking on. on Georgia to run the ball. They were basically daring Stetson to throw it. Which yeah. is odd because he's been throwing the ball really well. So I don't know if Georgia had some wide receivers out or what, but they were daring him to throw the ball in the first half. So they were just coming. Yeah. They were coming yeah. hard. Yeah, they were and giving him no time. So he was a little high quite a bit in the first half. That means he had receivers then. If they were coming that hard, then he had people to throw to. Yeah, yeah he did. He had open wide receivers. He just couldn't get to him in the first half. In the second half, however, Georgia wised up. And ran the ball right at what they were bringing, and it worked. And they were able to just move right down the field, score touchdowns. So Kirby saw what they were doing and adjusted. Yeah, they, they yeah. went to a quick snap. I mean, they they come out of huddle, line up, and literally snap the ball. And it slowed down the yeah. defense from getting into position. Yeah, they were, doing, uh, they were doing what the announcers call sugar huddle, which is just a huddle on top of the ball. You break the huddle and you snap it. Gotcha. Now, I'll I tell you another thing that kind of, I think it was the Kentucky game that kind of irritated me, was the back judge standing over the center to prevent him from snapping the ball because a defensive player is trying to get off the field. They should not have to take a timeout because they're not allowed to snap the ball. Well, if the if the offense in college football, if the offense substitutes, the defense is allowed to substitute. The offense can't snap the ball until the defense substitutes. I mean, you should have to take a timeout in that instance. No, you, you no, I agree. You shouldn't. But I mean, the if time, the referee's it, holding it, then they should still be able to snap the ball without taking the timeout. If out. you want to blame somebody, you blame Chip Kelly and that 2010 Oregon team because they're the ones who got the rules rewritten. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm no, I'm dead serious. You're right. They rewrote yeah. they rewrote the rules because Nick Saban cried so much, even though he didn't even have to play him. Well, he really, cried about it so much that the NCAA rewrote the rule. All right, I yeah. got a question. Go ahead. Go. How come all three of us picked Baylor over Oklahoma and Baylor lost? As 
or over OK State. Yeah, that was that was probably my fault. I don't know why I picked Baylor. I think I picked Baylor because they won last week. Because I don't know shit about Oklahoma State, but they were ranked ninth. Baylor's ranked ranked sixteenth, but all three of us picked Baylor. Yeah, I was I was thinking their offense because their offense had just like finally started working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I figured I figured shit they got it because they got a good defense. Yeah. No, Oklahoma walked them. They Oklahoma jumped out to a huge lead. And Baylor couldn't come back. And TCU whooped the hell out of Oklahoma. I won't pick Oklahoma the rest of the year. I don't care if they're playing fucking Newark State. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, they burned me two weeks in a row, man. Who was that? I missed o- it. Oklahoma. Oklahoma and TCU. Uh, TCU, 55-24. The UCF game is the UCF game was postponed. I don't know to when. Yeah. Well, that's because yeah, the hurricane, so they couldn't play. But well, you you beat us by two games. You got seven. Yeah, the only reason I beat you guys is because y'all, well, both of you picked off on one set of games, and then I picked Mississippi State. Mississippi State was the one, pretty much. Yeah. I got you. I don't I, know why I didn't pick Mississippi State either. Heather's sister went. I was, te- went to I was telling State. you guys, I'm like Texas a is garbage. Fucking pick Mississippi State. I'm telling you. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't pick Mississippi State. Oh, you know, no, obviously no. I'm not going to go against Alabama. But I tell you what, this college pick them thing is pick some weird-ass games. I mean, yeah. I don't... Whoever I don't sets this, this up idea. does a good job. Yeah. Because half of these on the over-under is less than five points on a lot of these games. I mean, you can just look at the over-under and go... Who's playing at home, and that's your best bet almost. I mean, I tell you what, I really wasn't sure about the Washington State game. I wasn't sure about Clemson, even though they've been playing good. Yeah. Right. And they didn't look good early. I mean, it was a tight game until the second half. I almost picked TCU just because I love the fact that they're the Horned Frogs, and it reminds me of uh, Johnny B. Good, the movie, when he went to go visit their college, and uh, he got laid on the 50-yard line. I should have picked Orange Frogs. Went with them too, but they really hadn't had any, a good quality win to gauge it by. Sometimes what I'll do uh, when it's like these games that I don't, I don't know, I'll go see who the coach is. How the hell do you see? I don't even know. I don't know coaches. How the fuck do you even know any of that shit? Uh, just following college football way too much. So yeah, like, you, you have a, a pretty big advantage. Yeah, you got a pretty big advantage. So with uh, TCU, TCU, Oklahoma, and and I picked against him thinking Oklahoma, whatever. I didn't realize how good uh, TCU was. But TCU has Sonny Dykes. He's a really good coach. Anyways, I should have been fucking picking him. (laughs) In hindsight, I should have done a lot different too. Yeah, hindsight's always twenty twenty, man. But you killed it. Not really. Well, you got seven out of nine uh, because we UC- didn't get the tenth game. Yeah, if the UCF game plays, we're probably I'm probably eight and two. Yeah, see, it, this is why I hesitate with TCU. They play Colorado, one thirty eight thirteen, Arlington fifty nine to seventeen, 
and that's not really a that's a wash and smu they won 42 34 that kind of leads me to think with the smu what's wrong with your defense then oklahoma yeah. only picked 24 up against them so oh they're playing the ucf game on wednesday so so who else we got we got so we went over i lost the iowa state kansas game the jayhawks they won last week i guess i should have picked them i don't know why i didn't they're gonna win next week too boy. you think so oh that's gonna be a good game i think all right let's let me let me <laughs> give you a little let me give you a little background on kansas state I, or kansas i didn't realize this. they're playing tcu okay. next week yeah they could lose that game it's possible um here so Kansas has, remember how I said I look up coaches? Yeah. A guy named Lance Leopold. Lance Leopold came from D3. In his years as, as a D3 coach, he coached eight years. I, I don't know what school. Eight years at D3 level, won six national championships. Okay. So that tells you he knows what the fuck he's doing. He knew what he and was he, doing in D3 anyway. Yeah, and he got an opportunity, and so he's making the most of it at Kansas. He ain't going to be there long. It ain't going to be long for a major college football program picks him up. Might be Auburn. Really? You think they're going to drop whoever they got? Brian Harson. if they didn't fire him in the end zone last night, they're going to fire him real soon. But yeah, yeah. Lance, Lance Leopold, remember that name. Lance Leopold. And who did he coach in D3? I don't know. I don't remember exactly what school it was. I had to look that part up, but he six, six, eight years, six national championships. So you're predicting he's going to be in a power conference in two years. Well, he's in a power conference now. I'm saying he's going to be at a major college football program. Copy that. You heard it right here from the tater. Yeah. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Hey, guys like that don't stay at schools like that very long. And Shit. it's just, the, it's just the nature of the beast. You can't deny yeah, the money. You're, right? you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And he that's may, in every sport. Yeah, he may be getting one or two million at Kansas, but if Auburn comes calling, he's going to get eight to nine, possibly ten million a year. Yeah, think so. Yeah, with a buyout What's, how that how is long ungodly. Is his, yeah, that's what I'm saying. How long is his contract where he's at now? Uh, it's probably he most most contracts like that starting out are. I believe it's four years. It's not fully guaranteed, and your buyout is typically one year salary. Yeah, because who are we just talking about? Got bought. Uh, they bought his contract out at eleven, eleven million, eleven point four seven million. Was it Mullen? No, uh, Dan Dan Mullen. Yeah, out of Florida. Uh, Florida. Yeah, yeah, twelve million. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't oh darn! Argue. I got. Oh darn! I got fired. They didn't even argue about it. They're like, here, we're going to give it to you. Yeah. That was, you were talking about that, weren't you? Like, they were telling him, hey, which door do you want me to leave out of and when you want me to go? That was older, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Ed Orgeron at LSU two years ago. Yeah. You know what's the the wildest contract out there to date? Yeah. Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. Why? they fired him today, they'd have to pay him $90 million. He signed a guaranteed contract? Yeah, his contract is 100% guaranteed. Holy shit. He signed a 10-year deal? And they gave him an extension. And he has the same record as the guy they fired 
before they hired him. Please, if anybody has any questions or comments, hit us up at primecohesion at gmail.com or head to our Facebook page at uh, Prime Cohesion on Facebook and uh, leave some comments. We'd appreciate it.